Good. Yo. That sounds dodgy, bro. What sounds dodgy? This means being recorded. <laughs> it's, the pop up comes up here. Yeah? This means it's being recorded. Continue, and it gives you the option to leave me in. It'd be funny if that leave me in. <laughs> yeah. It's good because certain times people just started hitting the record button. Maybe even innocently, but with all of these meetings, you don't know. Someone might be talking crud. You clip it up and then, you know, I got him Why on the... Why like that though? Why don't? Why would you do that to someone? Bro, come on, man. You're acting like you don't know human beings, bro. All you've yeah. got to do is mention Jews one time, bro. That's, <laughs> that's it, bro. Funny thing about that is, every time the Jews refute it, it's like, kind of... Do you know what I mean? Contradicting it. I like <laughs> you see that Chappelle, that Chappelle device right there. It's like they just kinda you know what I mean? It's very, very clever. But um yeah, it's I'm I'm not even talking about the Jews themselves. I'm just talking about the fact that if you like people just know what they can put online and try and get a rise out of people. So it's good it's good to know if you're being recorded. But was that the case before though? Like when we were before social media, did we did we did you care what people said? I mean, no. But I mean, like, you know, to be honest, like, if you had a mad one, if you went off at the paparazzi and went on a rant or, you know, you flipping got to parliament and said something mad or you got on live TV and said something mad, then it makes sense. But people ain't really that mad at what's not, what they can't see. You can tell somebody this is what they said. Interesting. When, when you not mad at what yeah. they can't see. I like that line. Well, yeah, I mean, who was it that had that joke about how um, when we saw the video of, um, what was it? What did you say? Go on. No, it was like the video of, uh, was it Ray Rice beating his wife? Right, yeah. It was Cedric, Cedric the Entertainer, that when he saw the video, then it was like, ah, man. It's something else. It's different from hearing that somebody just did something. True. Seeing is seeing this adds a new dimension to it, you know? So are you saying um, video killed the wife-beating game? Whoa, brother. brother. How can you drop it like that? Like, you know, it was all good back in the day when there was just no cameras. We just used to hear about it. Now you can just see it. You're moving back today. <laughs> nah, that is not what I'm saying. I'm just simply saying that people's outrage has, include, has, has increased. When you can visually see something. What is outrage though? Because people are outraged about Dave Chappelle's special to the point where, you know, they're asking him to be taken down. And the thing that makes me laugh is it's like, if he didn't do that special, what would you have written about this this whole two weeks now? <laughs> Bro, there's always something, man. There's always something. Yeah, oh, you think there'll be something? Yeah, come on, okay. man. Okay. Because I come felt like, on, you know, he gave us work. You're still talking about what they're talking about now. People go back into history now. People go back and find that one. <laughs> also, that one. When, when it's a slow news day, right, what did fucking niggas do 42 that we need to bring up? That exactly. They'll pull out one obscure um, film noir film from uh, you know, 1953. <laughs> or a slave they... picture of a white man with his foot on a black person. It's like, this was Foot Locker in 1922. <laughs> 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 shop at Foot Locker. Y'all don't hear me, though. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That sounds like say you see on one of those pro-black pages. Yeah. <laughs> on the foot, they be like, y'all know why it's called Foot Locker? They used to lock up the Negro's feet. And y'all still shopping there. Y'all still shopping there. 
That's funny, bro. But that's that... what it is. It's like, you know, like you said, people will go and bring up old shit when it's a slow news day. All right, nothing's yeah. popping in the world today. Let's just bring up what one guy did in 1921. It's like but... when that, when that, um, uh, is it the vice president in America? He, 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 he got done for blackface. And, oh, um, that was, uh, that's the prime minister of Canada. Right. He was, you know, the blackface thing. And I was like, you think that's the first time they saw that picture? Like, it was just hidden somewhere in his, you know, photo collection and no one picked it up. Like, come on, man. He took that picture. That picture was on his wall. I <laughs> <laughs> just found it. Yeah, it's, it's a bit mad. But at the same time, like, I think with him, it was just a bit specific because he's always, like, very woke. So for him to have done it, it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's all of this? But yeah, most of these guys, like, we all know. Like, I'm, we've all got some kind of questionable picture or post or whatever it is. Like, or message well, we've sent. In the past, that would have been, if they draw it up now, it would be wild. You know? Yeah. Everyone's got one of those. Yeah. Everyone's got one of those, man. But... About seven. <laughs> Bro, I thank God that I started doing comedy before people was recording everything on uh, smartphones. You know, like people had phones then, but they didn't record everything like that. Right, right. I mean, the thing is, you know, with the whole cancel Dave Chappelle thing, it's like, you really think Netflix are going to take off something they spent every single penny they had to put on? Come on, man. Yeah, throw that away. Throw away throw away $20 million worth. In it, because, because people are upset. And this is everybody. And I love this new this thing now, you know. You know, it, 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 we need to have the conversation. And I love these buzzwords now, you know, we need to have the conversation. And it's like, yeah, so when are we going to have the conversation? I don't think we want to have the conversation. We want to have the idea that we're, we're conversating. Very, very true. And I was saying to somebody else recently that, you know, my opinion as to why people have this is because, you know, in every social media group, um, not social media, social justice group, right? you can't be a moderate leader because the whole thing runs on being outraged like, <laughs> so you can't be so you can't be outraged but but balanced if no. outrage is an extreme you have to get yeah. to an extreme so if you're going to lead these movements you need to be extreme right so for, in order for you to maintain being outraged continuously stoke people's outrage continue to be extreme continue to lead these movements you have to consistently find a reason to be offended and so you know after a while None of these um, groups or the people that uh, have deemed themselves activists or whatever it is, none of them get any points for being reasonable and balanced. No, none of them get points for thinking logically. None of them get points for um, weighing up the options. The points come from seeing the uh, from being the most angry and being able to speak up and demand the most stuff and get the most disruption done. Disruption is the currency. So if they can get it taken down, then that's their victory. What's that? You also have to have a good backstory. Oh, well, of course, of course. So this is what I'm saying. That like this, this, um, this activist industry mm. is now incentivizing consistently finding something wrong with something and mm -hmm. having things taken off, having more funding put a certain way, mm -hmm. having uh, more inclusion. I don't know if you saw this, but like the new Superman is gay, I think, as well. So it's like... No, he's not he's gay. He has a boyfriend. He has a boy. Well, yeah. I mean, that means he could be bisexual. I, I, more of a case of, I don't know. 
that's what the mother case of like, if you were <coughs> gay, would you really want a superhero as a boyfriend? Bro, you be asking the questions we need to ask. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's like I don't know how Lewis Lane did it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> super dick right there. Like, you know, that is <laughs> punch on he goes through four buildings. I don't think that's the kind of guy I want in my ass. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Why are you like this, bro? Why? He used kryptonite to get the dick down. Nah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, my concerns are different. <laughs> I, hate, <laughs> I hate you, man. Oh, man. That's, it's interesting that's because um, Superman is a, I guess people assume it's a childhood, it's a child thing. It's actually yeah. a adult character. So yeah. They just made it cartoony. So um, it's interesting that they're trying to make the cartoon. I think that, that I think people will. Do you mean the comic, or are you talking about like the TV show, cartoon, TV comic, show? The comic, the comic. Okay, yeah. Um, I think it's interesting because people can. I think well, from what I saw was they're like, why is everything sexualized? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I know people say like, why are you constantly trying to insert sexuality into everything? And to be fair, like in a world where you know, let's say it's just simple as like straight and gay. Mm-hmm. Let's say it was just just those two. I mean, to what extent does that really have to have an effect on anything? Mm-hmm. You know, like to what extent? Like if 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 someone's about to you know do surgery on you, mm-hmm. you're like you never really check like well, what do you like in the bedroom first before you do this operation? Mm-hmm. Like in that situation, it has nothing to it has no bearing. So when we now start to say, well, okay. Why are we gonna make another straight white male's uh, savior? We should, you know, make him gay or bisexual or whatever. It it doesn't. I'm not sure that the, what Superman may like in the bedroom has anything to do with most of the stories we read about Superman. Mm-hmm. However, I do know what the immediate answer back would be from a lot of people, which is representation. Was that? Oh, nothing. I was saying I was, I was saying representation. They're going to say, like, it's good for young bisexual boys to see themselves represented as Superman. And if you deep it as well, yeah, if you deep it as well, if you saw anybody, like, 20 years ago, when we were growing up, walking down the road just in Superman, the first thing you say, that's gay, bro. That's the first thing you say. So, you know, they were ahead of the times. This guy. Well, that's a gay ass costume, man. You see the the yellow the yellow jock strap with the, you know what I mean, highlighting the, which is you know um trying to highlight that you know Superman has big things, but you know he was a white man, so that was questionable. But my point is, um, going on today. <laughs> um, my point is, um, I think people need a reason to be outraged. That's it. That's it. They need a reason. And and like I said, even if it's like nothing happens today, we can always go delve into history and say, look, look at what used to happen and run that back again. Then we can drag up, you know, yeah, like... Like that, man. But we just go into history and tear people. Like, what we do, but we don't bring out, like, celebrities. We just bring out, like, random people. Do you know he crossed the street and there's kids there and he didn't even slow down? <laughs> What's he doing now? <laughs> Right, I'd be surprised they don't they don't go all the way back and start pulling up. You know Julius Caesar's barber, right? 
he used to touch women's bums, like you know, and that's why we need to go back and cancel Julius Caesar's barber. You know, his barber came up with the Caesar cut, you know, and that's attack regular people. Like, if you get a promotion at work, just as an announcement, we just show up like a crew. Uh, sorry, guys, uh, just before you give this promotion, just wanted to let you know in 20 years ago when he was seven, he um, you know, looked up under a girl's skirt in school. This is the kind of guy you want. <laughs> oh my goodness we're saying it like a joke now bro but don't be surprised one day if some people set that up as their mission like to just show up at your workplace right as you're about to get the promotion right as you're about to get like local businessmen of the year award right as you're about to flip in winner your um you know your your kid's sports day they're about to put the medal around your neck they show up and say ah <laughs> I want you to know that back in uh, back in back in twenty uh, in twenty eleven, he took a performing heart enhancing starburst, and now that's the reason why he won. Cancel him. He should not be competing against. Uh, a video of you daggering like in a Bashman versus Soka club. Just you know, she consent to that. Well, you know, the Bashman was on, the music was moving. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be honest, bro, I think that's going to be a real thing. I think there's going to be a future generation of woke black people who are going to look back at dancehall culture. Oh, what black people? Oh, for dancehall culture. Yeah, and they're going to say that this was, this was problematic. It yeah. was oppressive. Look at, look at these women being crushed by guys jumping off of scaffolding. This was the patriarchy yeah. smashing. Right. Right. Women. Yeah. On one side, you're like, <laughs> this is wild. On the other yeah. side, you have to understand there's something artistic to it. Of course there is. That's why people... If not, because you'd ask yourself, why would the women lie there with their legs open and plan all these mad moves and outfits and the competitions? Why would they do it? And I said I said here, either they are failed gymnasts because the flexibility is wild. How is Jamaica not winning the Olympics regularly in track in everything? <laughs> was some, I saw a fell javelin in the javelin this or whatever the word is. I saw a ballerina. I saw I know I saw an ice skating champ. They, they, they just, it was, I, I, I saw a WWF champion waiting to happen. The way these men jump off these things with no fear. No fear. The way they do the splits, the way they do the handstands. Bro, have you have you seen the ones have you seen the one where they both climbed this tall chain link fence and they were daggering up on in, in, in the air? I saw someone daggering in the tree. You know what the wildest thing about the clip was? The leaves when they were moving. <laughs> if you're a camera, a cinematographer, a director of photography, yeah. you want to capture those trees moving. <laughs> you want to cut to the close-up of, the, of, of a leaf falling off the branch. It looked, and if you're white, it'll probably be like, oh my God, this is what must, this is what must it look this is what it must look like in the jungle. <laughs> in the natural habitat. Bruh. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, it's been a weird week for me, man. Why do you say that? Well, as you know, I'm a huge football fan, right? Okay. And I know you're not... You happy about Newcastle? Well, I know you're not the biggest football person, but, you know, yeah. um, you might have heard that my club got taken over. Yeah. How did you even hear that? Um... So in my day job, I work with a lot of the sports industry, and um, the bets were going nuts. Pardon? Were the, were the odds going nuts? Uh, no, no, no. It was I was on the pay. I'm on the payment side, and um, the company I was speaking to is a big sponsor of Newcastle. Okay. 
Yeah. Bet fund eight eight. No, no, not them. Not them. Not them. No, a payments company. It's a payments company. So um, so he told you about it. So yeah, he said you know like it would come out in the news. I'd seen it on Twitter and stuff, and then he was like elaborating on the fact that how lucky they were. They they decided to sponsor you know like a month ago or something. Man, and now it's you know you can imagine it's it's an amazing call for them. Because um, how long is their um, deal? I don't know, actually. I don't know how long their deal is, but, you know, definitely at least if this season all this attention comes their way because of all the attention on the yeah. club, then it's a big payoff either way, even if it's just one season. It, it, it is. It is. Because um, we finna get them out being Hasala adverts in soon. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of... Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if you know the context of the actual takeover in the sense where we were owned by Mike Ashley for 14 years, who was the previous chairman. Yeah. Now, Newcastle has never been a Man United or a Liverpool or a Tottenham or an Arsenal. In terms of those clubs have histories of winning. Chelsea and Man City, not so much. Those clubs are somewhat, what they call them, they call them plastic clubs because their their history is quite new. Yeah. So Newcastle has always been that club that's just had historic moments or tradition and just been a good club and, you know, a worthy club to have in, in the country. Mm. And obviously, when I came to in '96, people always asked me, "Why did you support Newcastle?" Because it's just not a team you assume people would support. It's either Arsenal, Man United, and so on and so forth. But in that period when I came, they were doing well, and so we got this chairman, and it was just 14 years of just pain. Got relegated twice. You're the laughing stock. People used to mock. And last year, the takeover was supposed to happen, and it fell through because of beef between Qatar and. Saudi Arabia. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, Premier League clubs may try to force the, they make they didn't want the deal to go through, so they used their little influence to sabotage the deal as well. Wow! But last week, Saudi Arabia and Qatar came to the table. You know, um, probably beheaded a couple people and and then squashed the beef. How can you make that sound like that's just the the welcome greeting? Like everyone says that. Really. <laughs> and now. Then all of a sudden, within 24 hours, Ola, my club that was looking like we were might get relegated this season is now the richest club in the world. And there's a few things that, that I noticed about, I guess, people in the world. The moment money comes in, you're a different person. I don't, the mon- I don't even have money for the club. I'm mm-hmm. not even involved in the takeover. People were messaging me, oh, man. Oh man, I can't stand you. I hate you all. And I'm like, nigga, I ain't even born <laughs> You need to go put that on your next credit check, bro. You you know I support uh, Newcastle. Newcastle fan. <laughs> I'm good for it. I support Newcastle. <laughs> so I started to realize how money can really change everything. Mm. You know, now all of a sudden, people that won't even write about us can't stop writing about us. And then there was the issue of the the human rights um, reputation of Saudi Arabia. You know, he's accused of killing. Jamal Khashoggi and I, I know you're sticking your lips at me like like I don't care but it's not even like you know straight off what does that got to do with my father's name but I, I try to look at it like okay let's look at this from a, 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 a real concern point mm-hmm. um, you know the, the wife of the journalist came out saying the deal shouldn't go through Amnesty International and these people just remind me of the same Twitter people we were talking about earlier yeah so, where you yeah, don't really yeah. care about his civil rights record or human rights record, it just looks good to pipe up when it's when it's time to pipe up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is this 
if he did any of these things that you're accusing him, why is he running the country? Because they're sovereign. That's the thing. You can't. You can't really. You can't really punish somebody who's sovereign. They are law unto themselves. Mm-hmm. What they can do, what they can try and do, is try and limit the. So it's like it's like I can't destroy your character, but I can make sure no one else is friends with you. So right. that you, I can kind of starve you out. And that's what that, that and that approach is. Um, yo, that's it's 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 crazy because it's the kind of thing you see in like a teenage girl high school group friendship group thing. Where you know they will sabotage one girl by turning everybody else against her, and it's like this happens on a on a pretty much global scale now. It happens in business, happens in the media, and yeah, that's the new wave now, man. That's the new wave. To be honest, yeah, I I personally the reason why I was doing Yimu was just it's only certain nations whose human rights record gets brought up because it's <laughs> at, certain times, at certain times. No one, no one ever says, "Oh, don't do this deal with America." You see how they treat black people, right? Says, and even, and even the same king, the um, kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Come and see when we need to sell them arms. Oh my goodness! Did you see? Did you see the? Um, I don't know if you would have seen it. The advert. The advert where they put up the like welcome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All over the country. All over the country. Like, y'all shameless, man. Shameless, bro. You know the maddest thing? Here's the maddest thing. During the Jamal Khashoggi incident, thank God I was doing The Edge. So I had to read a lot about it. So I watched Question Time. The editor of the Daily Mail, I think it was the Daily Mail, she was on Question Time, and they grilled her about Jamal Khashoggi incident. Do you know what she said? Now is not the time to make an enemy of Saudi Arabia. I said, oh, really? Hey, that's some cold, motherfucker. <laughs> it's a dirty game, yo. It's a dirty game, yo. I'll be telling you, man. And that's why I don't trip off of that. You know the maddest yeah. thing? They're acting like Newcastle is the only thing Saudi Arabia own in England. But they own all of Stratford. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. The Qatari Investment Fund. They own all of Nicebridge. The Russia Saudi so- Sovereign Saudi Fund. Come on. Bruh, man. These guys done bought up every... Their, their sovereign wealth fund is invested in so many companies that if you're going to divest from them, nah, you've got to start cancelling WeWork. Everything. You've got to start cancelling Airbnb Everything. and whatnot. He's on the board of... You know, he's on the board of so many companies. It's like this, yeah? You know when you go to them hotels in Dubai and there's a shake in every hotel? That's that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga. <laughs> you go into McDonald's, you see me on the wall. I'm that nigga. Yeah, ma'am. Now these guys, these guys ain't stupid, man. They're yeah, not, bro. And here's another thing. My part was this: the Jamal Khashoggi incident. On one side, it's tragic. A man dies, and you know you can't get justice for this guy. On another side, is do you know who you were fucking with? On another side, how many people do you think this country has killed that we don't oh know? Oh my about? goodness! Oh my goodness! What? Because they showed you David Beckham last night. Bruh, you seen what they did to Edward Snowden. They ain't even killed him yet, but they're definitely not giving him any freedoms or anything like that. Dude had to hide under diplomatic immunity and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Really and truly, it's not like there's a good guy and there's a bad guy. He was talking shit about Russia, and they killed him by putting poison into his car by a person just bumping with an umbrella. This is it. Remember that Russian spy that was in the hospital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to that nigga in the hospital. Bruh. They didn't even stop at that little M&S they done put in the, <laughs> on your way in. I heard, I heard, as, 
I heard as a killer was leaving, he did a little. Man, I took seven times his hands off to Man did the hand sanitizer as he was done. <laughs> left. What the fuck is you talking about? This is power here, man. Don't play games, man. Yeah, bro. Sentiment into power plays. It's never gonna work. These men move different. What you gonna do? Arrest him? Remember that um scene in Training Day? What you go? What you wanna do? Run up him with a BRB? You're under arrest. That's a high roller, dog. That's a high roller, dog. That's a high roller, dog. That's a high roller. You know what a high roller is, bro? You don't just arrest. When when they know where the cocaine is, but they didn't just walk up to. Pablo Escobar's house, you're under arrest, sir. We think you've been smuggling cocaine. Come on, man. I'm the big fish. You gotta arrest the small guys first. Nah, they had they had to catch that dude slipping. And not only that, they had they pretty much had to kill him right there on the spot. Well, that was the game. He had to die. But the, he had thing, to die. the thing that I felt was really, really cold was if you see the last picture of him, he was they held him up by his head like this. He never, no, he's not even the head, he's laying on the floor, his stomach was out because his shirt was up, and, and the nigga had no shoes on. I said, nah, you gotta put. Put some trainers on this. <laughs> Put some crap on my guy. Put some Air Pablos on him, man. You can't show the kids of today. Hey, Pablosco was a bad man. They see a picture. But this nigga here. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the best thing for them to see. Because whenever you go out, it's not this blaze of glory that you see in the end of Scarface and whatnot. Sometimes it just looks ugly. Like, look at this. Look yeah, after yeah, all of that. That, that, that. But that's the funny thing about the fall. It's like, sometimes the fall is like, so bad. It's like, he was such a powerful person. And then you go out with no shoes. I bet you when he thought of his death, he thought closed casket, met people crying at the funeral. This nigga was on the floor with no shoes and they were posing over the body. They were posing. They hunted him, bro. Yeah. Because what, what happened when they tried and put him in jail? When they tried to put him in jail, man just built his own jail. They didn't try and put Girls him. coming back and forth. They didn't try. And this is my point, Allah. You're saying, look what Escobar did with drug money. This nigga built his own jail. What do you think the Saudi prince with 320 billion is going to do? Oh, you want to arrest me? All right. I'm gonna build my own country. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say, let's say, my Dubai is my prison. I'll just stay in Dubai for the next year. When you, when you have money and power, you can. I remember when I remember when the iPads first launched, and people were queuing up for them like it was crack. I said, I bet Steve Jobs is somewhere just pissing on the hooker's face. Just there you go. Golly, how did we get there? Listen to me, it's like because have you seen my iPad selling? <laughs> about to be rich. Oh. The guy who did the um um and remember um McFee? Um antivirus? Oh yeah yeah. He, McAfee. He was a madman. He used to like women to shit in his mouth and stuff like that. He was crazy dude. It did a madness, ended up killing someone. The guy fled the country. After he'd get them to poop in his mouth? Yeah. And then what, use antivirus afterwards? That was his shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, bruh. We both went for a punchline. To be fair, they're both all right. They're not great. I said, what, is he going to take the antivirus afterwards? But you said, that's antivirus. his shit. Yeah, McAfee made antivirus software. He's putting shit in his mouth. He's going to uh -huh. take... Pick up my bad, my bad. I did it off and down. I didn't see that. The caffeine antivirus. So, yeah, I wonder what his vaccine will be. <laughs> his vaccine will be the shit. I'm joking. <laughs> That'll be the campaign. My vaccine is the shit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
um, Saudi Arabia's um, civil rights movement, you know, people talking about, oh, their treatment of women. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Y'all need to relax. I was like, yeah, their treatment of women. Women in this country are saying they're mistreated every five minutes. What the fuck is you talking to, about? To be fair, though, one thing that's consistent around the world is that whether you have the most freedoms, the least freedoms, the most wealth, the least wealth, I don't know a single place on earth that, you know, in fact, I'd probably find the women complaining less where they supposedly have it worse. Maybe because they're not allowed to speak up. But <laughs> either way, either way, I don't know anywhere well, where, like, Nigeria, women are treated well. In Nigeria, the women are treated like women, in it, like second-class citizens no opinions are really valid. So they're not trained to understand, the majority of them anyway, that they have the right to say, you know, whatever they want to say or be who they want to be. Um, but when I say that, you know, their treatment of women, it's like every society, you, it's rich of us to talk about people's treatment. But the truth is this, um, that's their problem. You still have issues of how you treat your women in your own house. You know what I'm saying? Just because you say, yeah. oh, I'm going to get to drive cars and stuff like that. But women still don't feel safe in the streets. Women still don't feel um, that they're getting the right um, um, benefits in terms of their treatments and stuff like that. So, Yeah, but that's that's the point I'm making. That like I, I don't know a single place on earth that the women say, right. no, this country gets it right. Right, You're right. And I don't know any place on earth where anybody says this country gets it right. Everybody wants something more, right? Mm-hmm. And so with the, the, the takeover, you know, it just just really made me everybody now all of a sudden it's like the fans need to you know be take their time it's not going to happen overnight it's like no one said it's going to happen overnight but everybody's just talking about it It was just a weird few days for me man being a newcastle fan now who's now in a position where i can actually talk to some of the people my friends my friends who support liverpool they don't talk to me about football wow they just they just think it's disrespectful Who's your number one pick? Let's say open checkbook now. Who's your number one pick for Newcastle? I mean, to be honest with you, Ola, yeah, like for me, it's just building small. I, we need a, a new striker. We need a couple midfielders and a couple defenders. And so I want to get a defender. And I, I don't want, I don't want money grabbers. I want football players. And so, um, yeah, whoever whoever they sign, I'll be happy with. But I'm not anticipating the names that you know everybody thinks. Yeah, but it's, a, it's just a, a fun fantasy football uh, pick. Who would you, who would you spend the money on? I'll, what do you mean, like one player? Or yeah, one. That you who'd be the first if you were, you know, who's your manager at the moment? Steve Bruce. If you're Steve Bruce, and then Qatari men bring you in for a, a quick tea and a beheading, and then they say, "All right, cool." Now, whoever you want to. <laughs> I don't know why I'm buying into that <laughs> into that ignorance, but yo, it was funny. Um, if they say now nah, buy anybody, who's your first purchase? Um, I don't even know. You know, it's hard to say. I guess I would want a Haaland, Erling Haaland. Okay. He's Borussia Dortmund. He's the best young striker on the planet right now. Freaking machine. I'll take him quickly exciting nice interesting very very interesting man now my team's gonna compete I'm not gonna be embarrassed no more i haven't bought a jersey that's how gassed wow. i am wow wow people gonna come up to me like oh you're that new car you're you're a new newcastle fan oh no baby i've been there since a minute yeah man it's okay, your I'm time baby great. i remember when um you need to do testimony at church bro <laughs> <laughs> what the lord has done for me 
I used to hate those people that started their testimony with a song. It's like, my nigga, get to the testimony. <laughs> Start with the song. The testimony is going to be one long ass testimony, bro. Do you know, testimonies that don't even go anywhere. You don't even drop oh my God. just like you. God has been good. When I tell you that God has been good, I mean, God has been good. I'm like, yo, tell me something. There was one time, one time a man came on, it was um, New Year's service, bro. That New Year's service, I don't know what was happening. People try to outdo each other with the testimonies or something. One guy came with one Nollywood story, brother, about how arm robbers stopped him in the car, but then he slipped out the back on the side, then he had to hide underneath the car, then he rolled out into a gutter, ran down the gutter, got away from them, they licked off a couple shots, but he ducked away. The way he told the story, I was like, ah! Everyone was sitting there like, yo, okay, okay. After a while, it's not even really about testimony, no more. Now it's just, we just want to hear, we just want to hear a good story, man. Sometimes the testimony is just like, you know, you just want it to be heard today, didn't you? I hate yeah. kids to come and do testimony because they pass their exam. Like, get your fucking kid off the, the pulpit, man. Get him out of the head. Oh, this one is a child of God. Like, no, he's not. He's been forced. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he doesn't remember the words. Keeps looking at his mum in the front. His mum's egging him on. Bruh. I yeah, the one that I always ask about this as well. There's one woman who came on and said basically that she had a court case and she bust case. And everybody was like, thank God. And I was like, wait, are we going to find out what she did first? What was she accused of? Like, I don't even think every time someone busts case, we should be we should be given that as a testimony. Some of you need Why to... Not? Be, yeah. What if you were wrongly accused of? Yeah, if we could. But I want to verify that before I thank God. If you bust case, then it's verified. Nah, you can bust case on the fact that... No, because it was like... They um they declared a mistrial or whatever it is and just I mean your boss case, that means you're coming back. Nah, if they declared it no, a mistrial. You saying, if I was charged with murder and I bust case and I gave testimony, you're like, Well, let me see, make sure he did commit the murder first. Pretty much. I'm not thinking good at I've been I've been acquitted. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> not good enough. If if I if I'm gonna thank God for something, I wanna be sure you're not the killer. If well, I know you're not the killer, but well, the so, so if you had a friend, for instance, yeah, at work or whatever, and you got to know each other, and after maybe two, five years of knowing each other, he just said, "Listen, I was charged with murder, but I was found guilty. Would that make? Well, I, was found guilty. I was found. I was acqu- I was acquitted of the murder. Would that change your relationship?" But he was. If he was acquitted, mm-hmm. then I think in that situation, I'd probably want to just find out more. But it doesn't really have to. You want to find out more. Yeah, I want to find out more about the details of the case and what. Why, why are you going to find out more? Partly because I want to do a little detective work myself, see if it makes sense. But also, I'm interested in this stuff. People laying shit. A quid is not enough, is it? Now you're going to need more than that player. Of course, it's not enough, bro. Come on, man. You need more than that player. Bro, if OJ walked into your church and said, Yo, I want to do testimony, I bust case. OJ did it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But he got acquitted. Yeah, but we know, but we have, he didn't get acquitted for not killing his wife. He got acquitted for being, for, he got acquitted because they were racist. Okay, but that's my point though. I didn't know the details. Because you know the details of the case him. now. He didn't try for, they didn't try him for killing his wife. They tried, is the police department racist? Yes. That's why he got off. Okay, but my point is, that's because you. He killed his wife. Okay, but wait, you, you know the details of the case. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why you're making this judgment. Yes. 
I'm saying that in this case with the woman, I didn't know the details of the case. She, if if she was OJ, she just came to me and said, I was charged with murder and I was acquitted. I want to thank God. And I'm like, yo, before I thank God with you, I want to know, did you have a glove that you pretended you couldn't fit on your hands? And that's how the reason why you got off? Did your, did your lawyer do some fantastic rhyming and... Uh, and Innocent until proven guilty should be thrown out the window. Innocent until proven guilty should be thrown out the window. It should never be used again, ever. Because you're guilty until proved, until I feel you are comp- Even when you're acquitted, you are guilty until I know what happened. I think, I think, I think, in the eyes of the law, innocent until proven guilty. In my eyes, everybody guilty. And he was like, you know, I was acquitted from murder, but you know, he said, I need to do some more research. You go to the police office station. I need the case files on um, murder one versus two. You're up all night just going through the facts. <laughs> you know the ones where you roll up the sleeve, you got the suspenders, you, you sipping the coffee. You got the coffee, just going through the crime scene. And the- I, w- I want to go to the board with the red string connecting <laughs> the different people's pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You phone him the next day. Yo, you see your alibi here? Yeah? You see. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. I'll call you back. <laughs> Phone records. Listen, judge, I need some phone records on my boy. <laughs> can, can I subpoena his? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make this friendship work. I want to subpoena his oyster card. I want to check his location around the time of the murder. That's another thing that will actually come into detective work sooner or later because you know your oyster card tells you where you've been. That's already been done. I've never seen that on the crime channel. Not on the crime channel, do you say? Oh, it's not on a crime channel, but there are cases in which they've convicted people based on uh, their Oyster card uh, and also acquitted people based on their Oyster card. Nice. Yes, track journeys, man. Your journeys are tracked. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I was even just watching that show. I like to watch Castle. Um, and yeah, they they uh, the victim had a Metro card on her. So they just asked the MTA to, to run it and they were able to trace her last steps before she was killed. Like the, all those tracked journeys and so on, man. It's they, the police are using that, man. Have you seen Squid Game yet? Yeah, man. You finished it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's so much hype. You know, one of those ones where if everyone's dropping memes and they're talking too much about it, you kind of need to watch it now, or else it's just gonna pass you by and it's you're gonna it's gonna be ruined you won't for die, you. Though. Pardon? You won't die though. You won't. <laughs> are you are you sure? You won't lose a lung or nothing like that. I know, I know, I know. But you know, it's like if you if there's so many memes about it, it can ruin it sometimes. To be fair, I'm not on social media like that, so I don't see the memes. But okay. I can see my sister was posting a lot, and then she told me to go and watch it. And then my brother said, "You need to watch Squid Game." My brother's really funny. He told me to watch it, but he'll watch it to like episode five and then not watch it again. Oh, wow, I don't know how you do that. And, and, and by the way, he'll tell you I loved it, but I'm I watched it in a day because um, yeah, um, had nothing to do. Not even that. It's just I, I'm, I'm, I get addicted like that. But okay, I wanted to see um, if the soundtrack is available soon because that first red light, green light song, that's a tune, bro. <laughs> Original motion picture soundtrack. Any kind of song you want to play whilst you're playing red light, green light, where they're shooting everybody, that's the kind of song you want, man. Because it was yeah. creepy and airy as hell. Yeah, bro. In fact, I saw there's a video I posted. And you haven't watched Squid Game? 
We're going to do mad spoilers right now. Mad spoilers, mad spoilers. Um, but yeah, they, I saw I posted this video, um, and basically, like this, uh, the guy who does the dissect podcast that I told you to to check out. Um, he did a breakdown of like the eerie song from Squid Game and how basically it references like this old Catholic song that's used for funerals. And then when you know the four notes, the first four notes in it, you can hear it in like all kinds of scenes like Lion King and, and other movies where like somebody's about to die. They play these same four notes. So it was, it's actually quite interesting that, um, you know, the, the music clearly got to you because it's it's something that we kind of it's kind of been uh, used across the board made it to the red tape was that sorry if you'd have made it to the red tape what in terms of the first game yeah yeah i think i could do red light green light it's the later games where it would have been a man i wouldn't have played none of those games i wouldn't have come back exactly why the heck would you go back i wouldn't have come back at least at the beginning when you thought like oh these are low stakes but it's like saying you know why would an alcoholic go back to drinking you know yeah, and obviously the whole thing is that they target all these down and outs, and yes, yeah, so target yeah. people with des- who are desperate. Yeah, look at the guy who went to school with every- the best school in Zio, and this nigga was psycho killing. Yeah, bro, how did you feel about him? Because I heard a de- basically I saw a debate online, and it was like, you know, well, it wasn't really a debate, but it was just a Nigerian. Somebody came out and said, you know what? Actually, I don't think he was a bad guy. I actually liked him. He was the most uh, logical and reasonable person about why he was there and what needed to be done. In fact, he's actually the best person. He wasn't a bad... I mean, whether he's the best person is up to you. Um, if you look at it, if you look at characters, great characters, it's all about change. You mm. start off one way and by the end, you're a completely different person. And the same thing was with Sam Moon. By the time he left that place, he wasn't the same lovely person he was in the beginning. Even with the red hair, he wasn't the different person. That thing had changed him. That experience changed him. Yeah. And thingy... Um, like, like I say, when you're creating in, in, in when, when you're reading about characters, one thing that, that popped out to me was this line that said, "True and um, in true adversity, character is shown." Yeah. Saying and so when you're in those positions, your true nature comes out. Some people yeah. will bitch up. Some people will embrace the dark side like no other. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, was that guy, he had been through all. He was embezzling money, so killing people. Um, and knowing that he needs that money, he was going to do everything he can to get the money. And what was the aim of the game? To get the money. Yeah. So he's not a bad guy. He's just, he is just, we give all these people props. The, the Steve Jobs, the Bezos, the, you know, the, the, the Amazon guy. You don't think they've stepped on people to get that far? Hmm? Of course, of course. We talk about it all the time. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they would have had people killed like that, but no. But we're not talking that. But even, even, even making, even you know, when a company, for instance, lays people off, or you know, uh, a payout because there was a gas leak and your son died, they just drop you ten grand and say, "Don't bother us again." There's things like that every single day. So, no, you shouldn't look him as a bad guy. Yes, he's an. He's a. He was a. If and another thing is, if you're watching a show, when a show like that, all you need is someone like him. Yeah, you needed him to be as ruthless as he can, just to show you how human nature can be. Yeah, and, and a lot of people benefited from his ruthlessness. Of course, even yeah. the glass thing where everybody was—he said, "Why did you push him?" Somebody, because I was gonna die next. Yeah, you know the time was running out, and you're stalling. We ain't got time for this. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was wild, man. And that... he killed the girl because he knew he would change. He would say, I don't want to play no more. Because his true nature is he didn't care about the money. I did. You see what I'm saying? It's beautifully, it's amazingly written. And I remember one of the parts that bothered me was like, how could people watch this? Those, you know, the VIPs. And then yeah. my sister told me that my cousin was like to her, we watch people suffer every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they obviously, they present it in this way of like, these guys have these w these weird, crazy yeah, 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 yeah. busts that they, they're these weird VIP guys who put on masks and pay money yeah, to yeah, yeah, watch yeah, yeah. suffer. But that's just dressing up. At the root of it, they're doing exactly what we do when we go on social media and see all kinds of... Do you remember when people were doing bum fights? they get, like, homeless people to oh, fight. Oh, my God. But bum fights? What's Jerry Springer? <sighs> Jerry... Sp Bro, Jeremy Carr, all of these shows, man. Like, we come out to watch the vile of society and mock them. What's Love Island? Bruh. What's Big Brother? Yeah, man. To be honest, it's yeah, it's all dressing up, but it's the same. You're right. You're right. It definitely exposes something about us as well. There's a mirror in that show. I have a couple. I have a couple. Uh, well, I have one annoyance with it, and one hole that I'm not sure about. I have an annoyance with it. What's your annoyance? My annoyance is the ending. Oh my goodness! Please give me a hug. The fuck is that about? The old man is the dude. I thought I'm not. That's not a big enough payoff for me. Not even just that. I'm just talking about when my man comes back from going, about to get in the airplane. I'm like, get on the airplane, go see your daughter, man. What are you doing? No, what are you going no, back for? Because there's going to be a season two. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Like, the main shock of that show is the fact that, like, yo, they put these people in these games and, like, they thought it was just a game, but then, like, people are dying. How are they going to make it through? What are they going to do? It gets tense, blah, blah, blah. Now... I was a bit mad the Grandmaster and the Brother story. I, I thought that ended too quick. The grandmaster, the, the grand, you know, they had the housemaster, and his brother was the cop. Oh, the front man. The front man, that's it. Yeah, the front man, and yeah, they that one ended so. What was that? <laughs> yeah, that was a bit. My man was doing all of this work. He man infiltrated the whole thing. <laughs> man infiltrated a whole non-speaking camp just to die off the cliff and find his brother. And we didn't even really get to know why. I mean, we know he won it, but we didn't get to know why. He's so, coming back. Huh? The brother's coming back, the cop. The nigga died in the... You saw him get shot. But we didn't see his body, though. And my rule in everything is if you don't see the body, he didn't die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fell into the water like Black Panther. He's going to come back. I wanted to ask, would you... Would, do you think that experience would change you in the sense of would you kill during that night? The night where it was a madness? Yeah, or would you pray? Um, what would you the strength to kill? I would just work on defending myself. I don't think I'd go on the attack. I'd kill anybody who came to try and attack me, but I wouldn't like go out to like say I'm gonna go kill that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That because that one that night was a bit mad, and I think that was the most psychologically damaging night. As in, you'd actually pick people out that I want no, this no, guy. I wouldn't to... kill, but I'd be ready. Okay, yes, yes, exactly. Okay, if you move to me, then one of us is dying. That's for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly that, exactly which, that. Which is probably his point of view as well. To be fair, he come in there thinking that we're gonna be friends after this, right? <laughs> nah, for real, man. The maddest one was that married couple, bro. Right. That married couple was a bit of a mazza. The thing is this. When they said every single game, you should know by now, the, the most intense game for me was the talk of war. That was beautiful. Oh, because the way they shot it. It was crazy. 
You know, you know how they ended the episode right as they did the steps forward. Yeah. Oh, I was like, you mother. The, the strategy was mad and it worked to a T. And they yeah. held out. And then the other guys got strong again. I said, oh shit. But you know what's mad about that? There's a couple of things that's mad about that. And this leads me to one of my hosts. The fact that the old guy is the one like running everything. He's the host. Mm-hmm. Why would you put yourself in the team? Like on the tug of war thing, if these guys messed up, you could have died as well. Because he knew they wouldn't. You had to have faith in the team, innit? And he gave them the strategy. True. Second of all, they go to um. You know he he wasn't able to meet the um the rest of the VIPs. Yeah. Because he, uh, he, he said it's it would be more fun for me to play than to watch. Mm-hmm. The VIPs only showed up in time for like. Yes, I, I had that Greg too. But my sister said it was an old, old flashback. So he wasn't, he was, he, all he said was, the only thing is they, they made it on the same day as the VIPs arrived. So it looked like it was that same day. But yeah. He said to him, he said to him before, as soon as the game started, because remember the games don't start with that one. They started a while ago. Okay. So, just, so you were the VIPs for me. Okay. So but you're right, they didn't shoot that well. Because it made it look as if it was the last game. Yeah. They made it look like he, it was a glass was, game. he didn't meet the VIPs because he was play, but he, he was, was already playing the game, but he was already dead. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. The all two right. girls in the marble story was, was, was sad, man. The what sorry? Two girls in the marble story. Two girls on the marble. You know the marbles with the two girls. Yes. Oh my goodness. But remember, good writing, you know, we had to have a reason for why she would sacrifice herself. And yeah. Good backstory of her, you know, just coming out of prison after seeing her dad killed her mother and she killed her father. She yeah. didn't get anything to go out into the world to. Me, not that kind of person. We both got, we both, we, somebody gonna die. Yeah. I'm throwing that marble so close. But even the girl, she, it was sad, man. It was sad. But you notice he made all that money and didn't want to spend a penny. Because what he went through to get it was too much. I couldn't relate, bro. I'm at least get myself a cheeseburger or something, man. How am I going to... What? That's why I know you'd be that billionaire guy, the, the other character. You said you couldn't relate. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. No, I have I have strong moral reflexes in certain moments, right? But if I've already done it and the money's there, and that's when I now want to start talking. After I done done all, everything I've already done, everybody's already killed. I've already killed mad people. Now I don't want to spend the money. What's a weird time? Why didn't you just not go in? Did you see the um the Pakistani dude? Was it Indian dude? He was from Pakistan, right? Yes, he was from Pakistan. And he um his story was wild because I was like, why would you even get sold out like that? And my brother-in-law was like, he's an immigrant. He just trusts in the system. Oh. This man was a genuine guy. The same way when Nigerians come over here. Anything white people says, we take it as gospel because they won't do this, man. But that guy did help him before. So? So he thought that that... So it wasn't just the system. It was just the fact this guy... They I, built like, I guarantee you, no matter how many times a black person helped him, if that was a black... And that moment, but this nigga, please. <laughs> you not take that at face value from a black person. The, w- the way he snaked him, though. Or anybody oh. who wasn't a Korean in that moment. He wouldn't take it from Facebook for anyone who wasn't Korean. If it was one of his people, he would say he's trying to swindle me. Because we always see the people, the country we flee to, 
as the good do-gooders. There's not a Nigerian in the world that someone would have sat down and said, put me in Estonia and I'll give you the... Well, I'll say, could he definitely... I like, yeah. You want to... You think I'm stupid, Abby? Good then he okay, all right, all right. The moment he would have gone there, they check them up, he would have switched his own stones. Bruh. So I believe he got... It was just a nice little... Um, hint the last little thing there because why would you why would you even believe that yeah it was to, no to be to be fair he thought he had the stones with him he said once he said give me your stones i'll make sure you look after them i'll be like nah exactly i you would yeah you probably just wouldn't have thought that the guy was going to do the old switcheroo on on the on the right. stones but when he, when he put it around his neck, he thought like, oh no, this guy's actually being genuine. He's letting me hold on to it. And that's how the system fucks you all the time. They seem to be genuine. Welfare. Mad. Mad, bro. That, bro, there's so much, like so much human behavior to draw from that show, man. It's nuts. The funny thing is he wrote it 10 years ago and everyone said no. Yeah, bro. I mean, bro, but we love how those much, stories, man. How much of those stories are true, though? Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, we love them stories. <laughs> he wrote it 15 years ago in the cave. He had to spend his last $12 on pizza. Can we verify that? Do you <laughs> I need to verify these stories. Do you remember they dropped something similar about the chess? There was a chess show on Netflix that was doing really well. And it was like, oh, the writer went through all of this. Yeah, Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. It's always the same. You know what it is? He probably had the idea 10 years ago. Took him a couple of years to finally get it done. The first one was like, you need some rewrites. Then another one was like, you know, you need to do that. And then eventually it got made. I wrote it 10 years ago. I had to spend my last job dollar. Nigga, please. Bruh, I, I, to be honest, yeah, those uh, those stories, they do make it a little sweeter because then you're like, you, you take it for yourself. Like, yeah, that script I'm writing in 10 years time, I'm going to be big on Netflix. Nah, nigga. <laughs> he says, you know, if you into who did it, you just got to, you know, don't give up on your dreams, man. You just got to go for it. It's like, really? How's Mace Dreams doing? <laughs> you know you ain't right, man. You know you ain't right. What are Mace Dreams doing? To be fair, Mace has had a, a decent run. Mace had a decent run. Mace had a decent run. Yeah. So, you know, with Mace, I think that was like, but for the rest of them bad boy guys, man, yo. Bad boy. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing shade in it. But what I'm saying is, yeah, they don't tell you about the pitfalls of the industry. They don't. Of course not. They don't say, you know, you know, make sure you dream big. But by the way, it's a dirty, it's a dirty game. You know, you, you can't people are trying track. to warn us, man. Don't sell tracks. You know, they will, the industry, will, the labels will tell you what they want to hear, how they should market you. They don't tell you none of that stuff. <laughs> they don't yeah. tell you that. You know, by the way, that's why, that's why Tupac was trying to warn us, man. Tupac was trying to let us know that, like, some people gonna act like your friends, really, they're your enemies. Some people gonna act like your enemies. Really, you they're they're funny. Themselves five million copies. You're thinking five million copies? That album costs what? Ten pound? Ten pounds? That's what? Five hundred million? They don't tell you. You're only getting twelve p. No, six p. Per album. Six p. Mad. Mad. Who else is getting the rest of the money? They tell you the whole label's names. Who are them niggas? They weren't in the studio. <laughs> they ain't lay a vocal or nothing. <laughs> they ain't even drop a ad lib in there, no, 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 or nothing. They didn't even come in with woo and the sleep. <laughs> they didn't show up for the video shoot. Album. But what you don't realize is, yeah, you think it's your album. Yeah, your face is on the album. But who took the pictures? Huh? 
Who bought the wardrobe that made you look cute? Hmm? Who did the uh, who did the artwork for the album? Who wrote the credits for the album? Who funded the recording of the album? Who flew in Quincy Jones, Diddy, and Dr. Dre to make a number one single? Hmm? Who did that? The label did. And we go eat, baby. Yeah, they got to eat, man. For your album to sell five million copies, what's the one thing you need the most, Ola? Advertising. Yeah. What's the one thing you think costs the most, Ola? Advertising. Advertising and distribution. And distribution. Because the way that they run those um those radio stations in America, man. What? Oh, so goodness. so 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 if you have <laughs> if you have Warner Brothers distributing your music, they they have the people that go there and tell the DJ, hey, the whole week I want to hear Fumbi featuring Allah, boom boom shaka shaka. That's all I want to hear. <laughs> Our track would have been called boom boom shaka shaka. <laughs> When Michael Jackson puts an album out, he's not worried about radio play, okay? Also, also, what if you're an artist who puts his album out and then this bitch-ass nigga Michael Jackson decides to put his album out the week after? Now, you're not getting, you're not even getting, you're not getting any play. Forget radio play. <laughs> All your fans are tweeting, uh, listen to it next week, you know. Next week. Next week. <laughs> you ain't getting nothing. All your radio interviews cancelled. All the TV shows you have, you know, you're, you're booked on Ellen. Then they move you to that cooking show on you in Utah on Channel Four that no one watches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad singing on cooking shows, just trying to plug. Yeah. <laughs> don't, they don't tell you none of that. For real, man. None of that. So it's not. It's beautiful when you see it as it's packaged when it's you know winning an Oscar, winning an award. But the other side of it, the reality is so far from. It. You know, it's so much luck and so much to go into it. So those stories, you know, as great as they sound, he wrote it, don't give up on your stuff. There's many a man who, oh, shit, just 10 years? Shit, man, I wrote mine in the third grade. There's like just 10 years, shit. Bro, but can you imagine? Like, only ten years. I wonder what that first draft looked like for real. But you know, right? Like, when if you said he made it ten years ago, that first draft couldn't have banged. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had to write at least. A, look how long the show is. You right? <laughs> but the way they brought it to life as well, like that's the maddest part for me. For me, it's the the, the budget set, was crazy. The the set design, the you know, was crazy. The, all of that, all of that, all of that, man. Crazy. I wonder where they filmed it. Bro, it must be a movie studio in Korea. I mean the actual games. Oh, you think it's That's what I'm saying, in a movie studio, yeah, because they they would have had to construct and then Yeah, 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 and break it as well. Yeah. Some of it's easy, like the, the place where they slept could have been just like, you know, the actual um studio the actual studio because it looks yeah. Like it. yeah. It's where they kicked the Chinese head, sorry, the Korean singing girl. That was a bit of a big prop. Yeah, that was a huge prop. That was a huge prop. I mean, to be honest, like that that's probably not even the craziest one. For me, it's like how they shoot um, you know, um you know like the 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 maze of doors and that pink um series of doors and stairs that they go through. Oh yeah, yeah. Confuse them. Like one place though, if you think about it. Just shot in so many different angles. So you just have I guess to so. 20 places. 
It's probably just one place. Whichever way they, whichever way they did it, it looked amazing, man. They, I, I really got the sense of like this place is creepy, and I, yeah. and I feel the anxiety of being in this place. Yeah, even the um, the square and the circle. Yeah, bro. That square meant you were a leader. Yeah, whoever, do you know what? Yeah, who? Obviously, the writer. All credits to the writer, but yeah, and I know you didn't get that in one day, bro. That took you twenty years to make. <laughs> but I just want to. I want to pick up like all the other people that never get their credit, like the set designer, the costume designer, all these people. Okay. Everybody came together, man. Everybody came. After <laughs> what? What did they do to you? I'm joking, man. Nah, man. All of them. Everyone came correct on that. I mean, I was thinking they kind of reused some of the same props from Money Heist. They got the red jumpsuit suits. They said, just change the mask for them. I think we used the props. I... It was better than Money House. Nope. Pardon? No People were saying it was better than Money House. Nope. No sorry. Yeah, I think I still prefer Money Heist. But I just mean in terms of the fact that their costume was the red red jumpsuit with a mask. Are you up to date with Money Heist? No, I haven't watched the latest one. Okay, because I was about to ruin everything. No, I don't ruin that one yet for me, man. I just hey, need when to Nairobi died, I thought it was a joke. Bruh, I couldn't understand. <laughs> you know you pause. Okay, she's gonna she's gonna get up though, right? Hey, right, that guy though, can you imagine if like there's they said there was gonna be a security card at the bank? I mean, you think I right, look toy cop. You wouldn't think this motherfucker. Bruh. Flipping Jason Bourne the security guard, bruv. And he hey, he liked his job, bro. They must have been paying him well. I've never seen anybody write so he when he started doing his madness, I was like this. Who is this guy? <laughs> Yo, that show is dope, man. That show is crazy, bro. That show is crazy. That show is dope. Do you watch it in Spanish or do you watch do you, do you put the dub English voice on? Uh I think I put the dub on. Terrible. Did you do the same thing for for um speaking? Yeah, because a lot of the time when I'm watching stuff like I might not keep my eyes on a screen. I might be typing or doing something else, like cooking. So I need to hear it. Like I, I, I rarely get to sit down and just keep my eyes on a screen. I can't watch it in the um, dub. I need to hear that. I watch Money High so much. I started learning Spanish. <laughs> bro, to be honest, yeah. That's how that's how Wyclef learned English, bro. Seriously. Yeah, when supposedly when he landed in America, he couldn't speak English, but not one of them stories, huh? Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He said he used to go to the local game. library and listen I to the peep game. I was like, you know what? All these motherfuckers have one crazy ass inspirational story. Hey, bro, what's your story, man? Tell, tell them your story. Like, you, you bust today. What's your story? Well, if I had a story that, that, that of that level. Yeah, like, like what's the what's the inspiration that people are going to get from, like, you know, you have to tell, like, one part of your life that was actually, like, an absolute madness. Well, and then just skip. You got dropped by your agent. Okay. And by the following year, I was doing a TV show for my age, for the agent that dropped me. Remember, I did a John Bishop show. Nice. Producer. Nice, 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 nice. For me, bro, I, bro, there was times where niggas is eating corned beef every day, just sleeping. I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Where? Uh, pardon? Where? Um, in in my, in the UK, Why in the UK, in an apartment. Pardon? Why you went to LSE? Yeah, because I was trying to make my comedy dream happen. 
actually the best one is actually the fact that when right after I graduated, I went to New York for four weeks and I ran out of money by the middle of week two. So every night for the rest of that, and if I wanted to eat, I had to come into Times Square, which is like a two hour train ride from where I was in Brooklyn and do a set and try and sell as many DVDs as possible for whatever people will pay. So they'll give me a, a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever it is. That'll be my food money for the next day or next two days. So I, I, that would definitely taught me hustle. Like, you know, I can sit at home and say I want to watch TV, but if you really want to eat tomorrow, then yo, get out there. And that's the money I was using buying my little McDonald's, my little dollar slices of pizza. You should have joined the gang, man. Bro, come on, man. I was only there for a few weeks, man. How could I? I ain't even got time to pledge, kill nobody. Pardon? Part time, bro. They, they should have brought me in as a maternity cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, one of our gang leaders, she's actually out on maternity. <laughs> I almost, I almost did get a job out in New York actually, um, selling tickets to the comedy club out in Times Square. You used to be that guy for 99. I was about to be, yeah. Wow, that hustle was, yeah. I went for the training day and everything, and I was like, yeah, no, nah, this ain't inspiration though. Pardon? There's inspiration part. But that's a struggle. Yeah, I'm saying that. I I was just saying that, like, if I if I bust today, that's the story that I would tell to make it sound like if I blew up today, that's the story that I would tell to be like, yeah, this is where I was when I started my career, and now I'm here. But I just need no, the no, now no, I'm no, here no. part. So I will tell this: give up, everybody, because this is bullshit. Bro, that's what I say on stage now. <laughs> It's one of my best lines in my set right now. That tell everybody, everybody who's chasing their dreams, man, just give up, man. Just I'm give doing up. a prison joke now, man. That's working. A prison joke. Yeah. I don't don't say too much now. Let me hear it off, off camera, man, because you might still wanna. Oh, it's it's fine. No one listens to us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> It's an, old, it's an old, old joke, but it's a routine that I never had the confidence of doing. But now I'm at the phase where I'm like a sensei. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm trying to, you know, push more in terms of, you know. Maybe, maybe one of these episodes really should workshop some some jokes that we we know has some potential, but doesn't yeah, have any flesh. Um, the one, this one was like, I, funny enough, I was just, it came. I was at the store last night doing new material. I was telling you, right? Yeah, yeah. I called you afterwards, but you're a bitch ass nigga now. So, as in, translate bedtime. that as married and needing to spend time like, with my wife. It's bedtime. But anyway, um, Sean Walsh was there and a couple other comics and stuff like that. It was funny to see everybody panicking because it was new material. So, everybody wanted to, like, you know. But do you know what it was? It was the comedy store. Guess how many tickets? 200 people. Yeah, that's not really how you... It's like a gig. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've this story enough. The moment I walked out, I was like, it's Saturday! <laughs> it's tough, man. But the it's... joke I did yesterday was, um, I said R. Kelly's going to, to jail. And I said he's facing life. I said, um, which is ironic because he wrote this song called Life. Casey and Jojo. I think if he gets left, he should come and sing the verdict. But they didn't laugh. Because they were all white, <laughs> they probably didn't see in Georgia. Yeah. So I said that would all, that joke would have been funny if you guys knew who Casey and Georgia were. 
then they laugh. I said, I should I probably should have written a joke about the Elton John reference in there. But that was just like, you know, the little layups. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Were, I realized when you when you um when you commit a crime against kids or if you're a rapist or a pedophile or something like that, and you get convicted, you are free game. And I was like, because the memes are all suggesting our kid is about to get raped in jail, and everyone's like, "Yeah, rape him in jail." Who <laughs> <laughs> with it? Like, you said that. likes. The way you, you know? said that was mad, but yeah, you're right. And to be honest, it's kind of led me to another one of my my thoughts um, that in today's world, like people are nothing in itself is actually right or wrong. It just depends on who it's happening to. Right. So, so even the people that are like campaigning against rape, I'm not sure they all believe that rape is wrong. They just believe that as long as it happens to R. Kelly in prison, then it's okay. But it just shouldn't happen. Rape is wrong. I think the angle, the thing for me is the celebratory aspect. No, but I mean, if rape is, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't, if rape is wrong, you wouldn't want a rapist to be raped. If rape is wrong, that's why I was going to take the joke because I was like, I think people have a misconception about prison. It's yeah. not like you just. As soon as you get convicted, you're gonna get raped in jail. I'm sure the inmates are like, "Yo, we're not, we're not like that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we ain't rapists out here." You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, people just say stuff like, "Don't drop the soap," as if holding on to a bar of soap is gonna prevent you from getting gang raped in the shower. I said, "You're in the shower with grown ass men, convicts. Your the water's coming down your skin. You're foaming up the body. Nothing." Motherfuckers is just waiting in anticipation. Like, oh shit! Any minute now, you can't hold the soap for that long, baby. <laughs> and who's still using these bars of soap? That they're, <laughs> that they're rubbing up on their body. <laughs> and it's like this. I know. I know it's slippery. I know it's slippery. <laughs> How's that grip? And then this, the soap drops out your hand, and all hell breaks loose. Just, look, yeah, the moment the soap drops out my hand is the moment I finish showering, bro. Right. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Do you hold the soap the entire shower? <laughs> Even when you're walking back to the cell? Hey, 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 I still got the soap in my hand, dog. <laughs> you know the rules? Oh, you know the rules? <laughs> Niggas walking up to you. What? Oh, I was about to rip you there, dog. You got the soap in your hand. <laughs> wait, wait, let me see the soap. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm thinking sleeping holding the soap like yo you know I'm still sleep. Uh, you know ah, I might ah. a joke where it's like you know I heard that you know they they you know they treat rapists really bad in jail right yeah so you know we don't like rapists in here so what you guys are gonna do about it we're gonna rape him <laughs> it's like oh it's kind of contradicts the issue yeah you know? to, to be honest bro i know i said it in terms of rape but i think in terms of like uh most things i don't think anybody really believes anything is wrong they just don't believe it should happen to some people and I and, I, and, and i think it's shown by the fact that like people who shout oh be kind or show empathy as soon as like somebody's getting dragged <laughs> no kindness, there's no, no kindness no empathy goes out like, the window Imagine Ellen DeGeneres had a show, Be Kind, and she was the meanest person on set. You can't write that. But here's the thing. Anybody who sells that much kindness is a mean motherfucker. Of course, bro. Of course. You know? 
You got to let that out somewhere, man. You got, you got to let that <laughs> out somewhere. You just I can't be dancing with kids all day like I that. I was watching that show that like, she must have a bunch of slaves in the basement or something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just to find balance in her life. Balance is key, you know. Balance is key, she's probably at home watching them bum fights. She's, she's probably prob at home watching Roots. <laughs> just the part where the niggas is getting whipped yes some reality some normality in my life <laughs> you're right balance is key you know and I just feel like um, it was so funny because they went with it because it was R. Kelly and it gives it license you know um, uh, I, I, you know, I tried the joke of um, again although you know it's so funny because people only hear words that trigger them so yeah. I tried the joke of you know People were saying Joe. I mean, I did it in front of a white audience, so it didn't really work. Because they don't really know the relation, how Joe and R. Kelly were similar artists of the time. Yeah. Similar looks, and one was somewhat bigger. And I said, how, you know, Joe, people are saying Joe's better than R. Kelly. And I've been saying Joe was better. And I was like, I'm not really sure Joe could have been fucking underage girls for 30 years, and the black community would have turned a blind eye to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I said, I don't think Joe has the catalog for that. You know? <laughs> The label wouldn't be able to afford that. They might be able to cover a couple of sexual harassment cases, but <laughs> underage girls. I said you need to believe you can fly for that type of stuff. But uh, oh, bro, don't let these lot, don't let these lot talk. Yeah, that joke is funny, bro. You know why it's funny as well, Oliver? Because I'm not even talking about the cases now. I'm talking about how if you look at all the celebrities that went to prison, these were high roller dogs. This wasn't the first week they did it. Roller dog. The first week they did it. Yeah. Do you know why I couldn't pull that off? Uh, I knew it. I knew it. I was waiting. Do you know that niggas? You crazy? <laughs> Five hundred thousand copies. You can't take underage girls. <laughs> the guys in jail about to be in those jeans. <laughs> Yo, y'all come check me out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we got t-shirts by the door. Is it's one for fifteen or I two for twenty? I got sold out shows for two weeks, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll be doing the court tour. It's called the All Rise Tour. Judgment, see how you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Okay, <laughs> 30 years, Ola, we said nothing because he was putting uh, get me to a city near you, just by <laughs> report me to your local <laughs> precinct. <laughs> Kelly wrote for everybody, he was pulling uh, out the biggest, he had protection from everyone. That's funny. You don't think they saw that he was a pervert? But like nah. you said, it's like the Escobar game. So what I was trying to point out in that joke is when it's a man of that stature, yeah. it, 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 it's over, not, I won't say overlooked, it's less scrutinized because of what good he's putting into the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, there, there will be a lot of people who just don't want to see it or don't want to believe it. You know, you'll find a way to justify it because, you know, if let's say, for example, you ended up as R. Kelly's uh stylist 
right and you have really grinded as a stylist you then dressed uh, all the local guys and the celebrity somehow arkady finds you and says i like yours i want you to be my stylist you're making more money you've ever made you feel like you've made it then whilst you're you know flipping measuring him some girl comes out the back room and she looks a bit young in your head to keep the job you'll do you'll do all kinds of mental gymnastics and acrobatics Bro. to explain it because you ain't trying to mess up that that stylist gig. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's it's tough, bro. I mean, I mean, one of the stories the girl said she um went to the studio. I shouldn't even laugh, but the story was crazy. And she gets there, they take her phones, and you know, she said they were taking information about her family members. I'm thinking, how bad do you need this interview? <laughs> if I show up to anywhere, motherfuckers start taking. <laughs> And, you know, I'm going home. But you and know what? You think she said they locked her in a room for two days? <laughs> she said she was messaging family friends saying she's she's locked in this room, and everyone's like, "Call the police!" <laughs> <laughs> You're out here on WhatsApp using data to text your family members like, "Yo, I'm locked up." You ain't called the police? She said they brought her Chinese, some food, and it made her feel a bit funny. She the next thing she remembers, she's waking up. R. Kelly is zipping up his... This is the first time she sees him, by the way. He's zipping up his trousers. I said, before I even get to that part, you've been locked in a room for two days. The motherfuckers took your phone, they didn't give you no food, and you still ate the Chinese they gave you. <laughs> I won't take shit from those people. I don't a one ton from this. <laughs> I don't want an egg roll or nothing. I want to go home. I want to open a fortune cookie there. I wouldn't even open the fortune cookie. What do you mean? I don't know. I don't want to know what the future holds. Even if the note inside says you're going to make it out alive, I ain't opening it, man. And then, you know, she said, <coughs> R. Kelly's zipping up his trousers. He gives her a hug and grabs her ass and leaves. And then I think a few hours later, they let her go home. Wow. <laughs> wow. My next question was this. Why is R. Kelly the only one on trial? Who is this man? Who are the, who are the kidnappers? Yeah. It's what I'm saying. Like, um, what's the whole point in, like, they were marinating her like me. Like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> she never saw R. Kelly in any of the two days that they came. Yeah. Nothing. It's when he came. She, she, you know, he did his thing on her. He's zipping up. That's when she first sees him. She's coming out of the days. And then, next thing you know, they come back in and say, you can go home now. Like, I'm, first of all, I ain't going nowhere. Because that thing's about to blow up. Bruh. It's wild. And she kept that quiet until then, or did she go to the police? Um, Do you remember? I don't think she went then. She went then. Mad. She said, to be fair, she said, I think the thing was no one would believe her. <coughs> then I agree, no one would believe her because the story is a bit wild. But now, oh, she, now, they have motherfuckers telling stories upon stories. No, but like, if she, if she, for example, was texting her family members, they'd be able to know that she was stuck at this location for the past two days. If she just flipping called the police on the first night, and plus, when you get home, change your family members. 
<laughs> if they ain't heard from you in two days and you're texting them saying you're kidnapped and they ain't pulled up to the building, I don't know what to say. Bruh. You need to put out a vacancy on LinkedIn for new family members, man. Because they don't give a fuck about you. My mom, if I text my family, I'm locked in Dr. Dre's studio. They're pulling up. They're pulling up. <laughs> oh, man. I might not pull up. I'll call the police to where you're at. I'll send something on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, come on, man. Even if, you're, even if you say, oh, I'm scared or I don't know what to do or blah, blah, blah. Call the police. Why are they texting her back? Call the police. You call the police. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, there's so there's so much neglect in this story. <laughs> it's actually a bit mad. It's a bit mad, isn't it? Like, so I was just like, wow. But and I, I remember when on stage I said he got <coughs> he got convicted. <coughs> I said nine counts. Usually get like you bust like two. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they, they got him on everything. <laughs> they got him for the cookie in the cookie jar. <laughs> I'm a single charge. Usually, Bruh. boss two at least. Bruh, man, I'm sure. Like, if he was, if 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 he had double parked while he was recording Bruh. that tape, you <laughs> oh, get, get sixteen years for that double parking. They claimed their ticket. He double parked while he was at the residence, which is another five years. <laughs> no, he they got. Once I saw the counts and I saw how many indictments, I said, listen, I'll kill you, man. Approach them for a deal. Bruh, if I was, you know, the best thing you could do as R. Kelly is, like, every day that you're not fully inside, just drop a new song, man. Drop well, a new song. I was wondering if he could release music while he was in prison. Sometimes you can get uh, special permission to, but I doubt they will allow it for him. Okay. In some cases, if they feel like it can help, uh, rehabilitate you to make music, then they'll let you make music and you just kind of have to sneak it out. Um, but, yeah, I doubt they're, they're going to allow that with him, man. They're going to be like, nah, this guy's not allowed to... He, he can't even sing happy birthday to another one of these inmates. Your singing days are over. But, yo, if he does it well, though, like, if he put out a couple tunes, you know, people at least listen for the for the curiosity, you know, little money comes in, put that on your on your commissary, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might have some some good noodles and some cigarette packs to trade with. You can't make love songs no more. I hear you calling. Hear you calling, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the warden, nigga. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't see nothing wrong. What? Well, you should have. You should have seen something wrong. I tried to put a line in and I said, you know, you know, he's talking to a woman, so you shouldn't ask a lady a woman her age. I was like, that's what got R. Kelly in trouble. <laughs> For your fire today. <laughs> I said it's rude to ask a lady her age. <laughs> playing those games. Oh man. That's funny. You don't ask the age. <laughs> Oh man! I need to know. <laughs> I ain't picking up soap for nobody. I wanna know. It's just you know, it's a. Uh... Maybe that's why Joe didn't get caught up like that. It's funny because everybody was like, you know, I was a big fan of R. Kelly. I was a big fan of the music. I'm yeah. telling myself, I never really talked to him. I thought he was a bit slow. Slow. Always, 
these things are always just um, on brand. Two diamond earrings, nah, paper, blah, 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 blah. There was nothing, there's no substance to him outside. Um, it, was always, it was always an image. He never said nothing profound or nothing interesting to me. He called Joe an R&B scrub one time. I just thought to myself, I'd buy ya. So I never really looked at him interestingly. You know, like some artists, you, you pay attention to them off court as well. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, to be fair, I don't think I've ever like checked an interview or uh, yeah. You know, I've, I've never been like R. Kelly once said. You know? right. I've, I've like R. Kelly sang or, right. or, or, or R. Kelly wrote. Not even like oh, his process inspired me. Where I watched him writing something or how he put the music. Together. He never really did those things. It was just you know <laughs> eating ass and pissing on people. So I didn't really take much from that. They were talking about the how they were selling the bootleg DVDs. Of his sex tape. Was he the first sex tape guy? No. Pamela the first, Anderson. Pamela Anderson, I think, was the first, like, proper sex yeah. tape. Yeah, and then he was, like... Then, no, then probably Paris Hilton, I think. Well, I think it was before Paris Hilton. You think so? Oh, yeah, I think it was before Paris Hilton. Okay. I think it was when the internet was about. I think had, there was no internet. Yes, they were because they were selling on the DVD. You're right. You're right. So yeah, yeah. So it was probably Pamela, R. Kelly, Paris, Kim. I said, if you're going to cancel R. Kelly, you might as well cancel the nineties. If you were born between 1993 and 2004, and your name's Robert, pissed. <laughs> your mom clearly named you after R. Kelly. Oh man. Yo, this is, that's the thing, man. That guilty by association thing is a doozy because <laughs> yo, there's too much associated. There's too much associated. Oh, I said it was a cold day, man. R. Kelly wrote for everybody. Not one character wouldn't have showed up. <laughs> Not even though, you know what, I ain't saying he's guilty or innocent. All I know is when I was in the studio with him, he treated me with respect. That's what I wanted to say. He didn't even get that. Yo, but you, can you imagine what must have been like for the guys around him who partied with him, right? The guys who partied with him must have been like either so divorced from what he was doing, mm. it's like they pretend they didn't know, or they would have had to get complicit in it. Because if you show up at Ar one of R. Kelly's parties and, you know, you start talking to a girl and then you find out later that she was 17 or something, you well, might be like, what? Like that, I think he had his girls. You feel me? Okay. So if he had his parties, it would be the norm. Okay, you think like the regular girls yeah, in the club and stuff like that? But you know, did he see me in the club? Let me holler at you real quick. They're not mm -hmm. gonna see underage girls around him. He didn't really move like that. There's no pictures of him, or there's pictures of him with the girls, but there's no pictures of him with you know. Those pictures can be explained as a fan taking a picture of R. Kelly. Yeah. Pictures that suggest I'm in a relationship with these people. Yeah. So he kept that side, but he has a he has a thing for young women. There's no doubt about that. You see what I'm saying? And he used his status as the pipe pipe of R and B to abuse that. That name, bro. There's so many lessons to learn there in the sense where we that we envy this guy who could sing, he was tall, good looking. Did you know, Ola, there's not much more you can ask for in life, you know. You can sing and you are tall and good looking. And rich. And then you became rich off of it. Yeah. And you're one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Mm. It's, it's, it's a godly lesson. Definitely. Yeah.
Because someone like that is supposed to be nothing but successful. Yeah. R. Kelly could write a song that makes your grandma say, ah, what kind of nonsense is this? And the same time around, I was like, say, oh, is this writer? Grandma will bring it up before her testimony at church. Right. He could write the gospel. He could write the sex. He could write the raps. He could do everything. But that wasn't enough. Man. Mm. And apparently he was abused by his stepdad, was it? Yeah. Apparently next man as well. There was a boyfriend in there. They call him Baba. Again, I ain't even tripping. You know, if you like to swing both ways, you know, hey, it's this it's, 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 it's 2021, baby. So look. But it's that I want more. Was that uh, uh, I want my llama that you can't really, men can't find any way to just look past that man. That's for being the abuse. No, be I want small small girls. Yeah, <sighs> man, I can't get my head around. I can't get my head around it in in a theoretical sense, but in a practical sense of like hanging out. Supposedly him hanging out by the schools and like, you know. And telling the girls they can come hang out and then trying to like make them like, bruh. Creepy, innit? Do you know what it is as well? Like for me, it's it's extra divorce because I never even lived that life with women my age. I never like just picked up girls and brought them home for sex and that kind of thing. I tried to convert. So it's so far away from me. Like to get to the point where you do that with little girls, like wouldn't you feel nervous the first time you're sitting outside the school in your car and you're like, Yo, like I might get nabbed on this, or like this ain't right, or whatever. Like I need to speak to a therapist, or whatever. But to like fully carry it out and do it over a period of time, and get bold and like start locking girls up two days before you need them, feeding them uh, laced Chinese food, and (laughs) all of this is like you're so by that point you're so emboldened that it's normal now. You see what I'm saying? You bust case couple times or whatever, and you you keep going and you keep. You know, sort of keeping this harem around you of girls, and it's like, yo, I, I really like. You have to be so, so much closer to that lifestyle, I think, to understand how, like, the pathology of it, man. Anyway, we always get to R. Kelly at some point. These R. Kelly, Jiddy Chiggy, they keep making reoccurring appearances in this pod. I mean, it's it's um, it's just, it's it's uh, from a career standpoint it's a tragic way to end it yeah man yeah of course of course of course i mean yeah i i don't, I don't want to hear no scandals about Chappelle. i i come my heart can't take it uh i need Chappelle to go out clean <laughs> well to be honest i don't know what's clean anymore but you know he already said what that he likes to fuck feet i think that's about as crazy as it gets with him um, yeah, and it's his wife's. So what, no, what? but no, because he said that. Um, well, I don't know if this was a joke or whether it was uh, real. But it, he had the joke about how basically cheated on his wife, and they sent the video. Yeah, that was funny. It was very funny. He jerked off to the video quickly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. Bro, that whole bit was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm never. I'm not attached to celebrities anymore to the point where I need them to be squeaky clean. I think I need them to. I don't mind flawed people because we're all flawed. Yeah, but I don't. I I don't need them to be squeaky clean. I just don't want any wild, (laughs) 
stuff that calls them into question, like the Cosby stuff. Pardon? Like the Cosby stuff. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like I mean, Kanye is not squeaky clean, but there's nothing. It, I know that for you, is it, he's basically all but cancelled. But for myself, there's nothing in there that would make me go, "Oh man, I can't rock with this guy no more." Same with Chappelle. Same with you know whoever else it is. I like Chris Rock and blah blah blah. They've all done things wrong. I know this. For okay. yeah, they've all done wrong things. We're all human. What did Chappelle do that was wrong? He's probably cheated on his wife. Well, that's not your business. Yeah, but I'm saying that, like, that's that's what I'm saying. That it's even though it's wrong, it's not something that I would. Pardon? Why is he probably cheating on his wife? Well, because of that joke, and people say a lot of truth in jest. Because every single special recently has been dedicated to her. Sounds like an. You know, at the end, he's always I'm like, not, I'm Elaine. not going to throw it out and say he's cheating on his wife, but it wouldn't surprise me, though. It wouldn't surprise me. I said he's probably cheating on his wife. I don't know if that joke was true, but if it was based on truth, it's not enough for me to be like, I'm never listening to this guy again. Well, cheating on anyone's wife is not enough. I know, that's what I'm saying. But the stuff that R. Kelly and Bill Cosby are uh, convicted of doing, those are the things that are like... That's what I call wrong, though. Okay, I see what you mean. Wrong, yeah. So you, it's well, like, like that. that's your business. I can understand why he cheated on his wife. I the mean, temptation, the temptation must be nuts. I want to suck your dick, Dave Chappelle. I don't even care if you're married. God damn, that's my weakness. I mean, what's her name came out and said that that she had a piece, Azalea Banks. She said he denied that though on on camera. He denied that on camera. Yeah, remember he said Azalea Banks said I fucked or something like that. And then he started laughing. Yeah, I think I thought he actually confirmed it. No, he he just he, he confirmed he was aware it's out there, but he ain't fucked that. He ain't fucked that. She, she just says things for attention, man. Wow, that's wild. Man. You know, them people that she said she, she fucked you like, nah, did she? Now, if that was Lil Kim, I'm joking. My point is, um, I don't see that as wrong. I see. You know, hurting or murder and stuff—that that's just wild. Even with Kanye West, it's only because I'm tired of the gimmicks. That's why it's not that he's done anything wrong. I just, I just don't really believe in anything he says. I just think he does everything for attention. But the music yeah. is great, and um, I'm not invested in these people to the point where I need them to be anything other than make music. So when Kanye West yeah. talks about what we need to do with our lives, I'm like, why well, don't you go suck a dick? But when he puts an album out, I'm like, oh, let me hear that. I might not so you did listen to the Kanye album? Nah. Okay. <laughs> nah. You know why, though? I'll be looking for someone to discuss yeah. Thunder with. I feel like the Jay-Zs, the Kanyes, and when they put an album out, I just feel like we say, oh, this album's great because we just like them. When you really deep it, it's like, it's just nice to hear new music every now and then. I've not played the Nas album back since. Mm. You know, like before, when I buy an album, I'm waking up to it, I'm going to sleep with it. You know, now it's just like, yeah, four, four, four. I'll put on a couple tracks if I like it. There's an album with Jay-Z and Jay Electronica. That album's phenomenal. Okay. Well, you know, you know, people have been telling me that Jay Electronica's phenomenal, and I haven't really listened to him. I heard his verse on Kanye's most recent album, and I was like, guy's cold, man. Guy's cold. Well, and... the, the album with him and Jay. Because I don't know if I'd want to listen to a whole album. of. <laughs> it's funny, because it's actually Jay. <laughs> it's Jay Electronica's album, but... Jay-Z features heavily on a lot of tracks. 
But fourth day, they did a back-to-back nicely. Some really good raps. But um, I find as, I go, as I've gotten older, music is not a thing where I have to listen to an album no more. I just want to hear music if I have to. In it. And that's, to be honest, that's, that's kind of the general approach. There's very few things where it's like we actually need the whole body of work. There's a lot of places where it's not from Jay Z or Kanye because they're never gonna Kanye's never gonna top anything he put out when he was in his prime. To be honest, I think with Kanye, he's one of the artists that I genuinely want to listen to a whole album. Him and Kendrick, because I know that they do thematic albums with narratives and arcs and everything links up for a reason, and it's there because of that. And I think that that for me is that's one of the few things today that makes me want to listen to an album as a piece of work as a body of work back then when if you wanted track six you had to buy an album doesn't exist anymore now we can just stream track six so it's like you have to kind of ask well why would i listen to your album as a body of work why would i not just take my favorite songs and add it to a playlist also there's no music videos he's not on the radio like that it's radio play like before He's not touring this album, going to put up a nice little concert because of all the bangers we've heard. Yeah. Because he's making music again, you know? So it's a different feel. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, four albums? He didn't tour one. He didn't tour one. And I ain't touring that shit. I'm old. Yeah. I can't remember the worst of my last album. So they put out the music... And it dies down quickly because it's not like before where they were plugging the album, like you said, doing all those interviews, showing up on all those platforms. Now yeah. they do a little quick um, interview at home with Sway, and that's it. <laughs> showing up on the radio platform, trying to plug the album. When's the last time you saw Eminem at an award show? Seen who, sorry? Eminem at an award show. Oh, bro, man. You didn't turn into that no more. Nah, but he will put an album out. Same thing as Nas. Nas ain't touring this album. There was no club song on this album. There were no song for the... Hey, there wasn't. Yeah. Even Kanye West. Kanye West, that would make at least four for the club. There's no club songs on that album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to if be honest... The first time you hear someone's album, she give me money. Go and get that album. You know? Oh, yeah. you know, uh, dun, dun, family in the club. Right, I'm going to get 50s album. Yeah, and, and, and I think... I think the shift. I think people are making music for for the car now, and people yeah, are making music for the house and for yeah. the, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, the pedestrians and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's you know. There was a time where people didn't even just make money for the club. People made mon- music for the strip club. People made music because this is going to go off in the strip clubs around the country, and that's going to be enough to drive sales. You mean Atlanta made music for that reason? Well, yes, a lot of people in the South did. Um, but you know that's what I'm saying. Like even the strip club was an industry in and of itself for the music. Yeah. So, but well, what I would say, Ola, maybe what what you were trying to say is it influenced how the music was made. Yes, it influenced how it was made. Yes, it was the time where it was that that kind of vibe. Yes. Well, there was both. There was um, there was obviously that first run with Two Live Crew and you know Uncle Luke and all that kind of stuff, the bass music. But I'm talking even about like um. You know, when you think about some bit, somebody like um, Mike Jones, you know, that tipping on Fofos, riding on Fofos, like that, whether you realise it or not, was perfect for the strip clubs. It was the kind of music... Was from the South, though, Mike Jones? Of course, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Because yeah. the South brought their sound, didn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
The strip club had such a huge influence in it that one of the reasons Mike Jones um, blew up was because he used to go to the strippers and say, look, let me make a song for you. So you tell the DJ to play your song in particular, but all, all throughout the songs he'd be saying, I'm Mike Jones. And I'm doing it for Sophia. Sophia with the cheeks and she's clapping it higher or whatever he's saying. And Sophia's obviously going to play it because that's her song. But everybody keeps saying, I'm Mike Jones. Who's this Mike Jones? Then he puts out the song where he's like, I'm Mike Jones. And he, he gives his number. And like, you call the number and it would... Some people said that he used to pick up. But it would just go to a voicemail of him saying, yo, this is Mike Jones. Leave a message for Mike Jones. So his whole marketing strategy was based around getting his name out wherever people are going to hear it. And the strip club was one of those places. Yeah. Very, very smart. Definitely. The strip club definitely had an influence on how music was made. And if you see Cardi B, she kind of brought that angle back as well. Yeah, true, true, true. So, but now, now it's not even strip club anymore. Now they, it's everywhere. Strip everywhere. Girls are twerking in public. Girls are twerking in their houses. Girls are twerking everywhere now. It's not even like the strip club is even really... The strip club's obsolete, basically. Now it's just a case of... Uh, everyone's more... You know... It's hard to push the envelope now. Well, yeah, this is it. I mean, look at lockdown when people were doing... Uh, Quarantine radio and demon time and all this kind of stuff online, bro. Yeah, people were coming on live with rappers to come and twerk and to pour milk on themselves and bust it open and stick stuff down their throats. Like after a while, like the internet's really putting a lot of these places. I guess unless you want to see it in the flesh, the internet's really showing out for everything you 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 could you you thought was risque before. So after a while, it's like, well, who am I making this music for? Some people now obviously make money music for TikTok. So they, they think about things that people might want to use to make content with, um, you know, and people, so people make money for, uh, make music for the, the internet. They make music for, for the people who drive and, you know, listen to music while they do stuff because they know that a lot of music is streamed through mobile phones. It just makes sense. It does. It really does. I guess it's the times, isn't it? You make music for the times. Yeah, and a lot of people, a lot of people made music. Um, started making, you know, like when, the time when Eminem, um, not Eminem, Kanye dropped an album. It was like six or seven tracks. Everybody had like a really short album. It's because they realized that that's the best way to do the streaming. There's, it, you don't get paid for having a longer song. You get paid for the number of streams. So if you can get the, the song done in two minutes and people listen to the next one and then they listen to your album again and then again, you're going to get more streams, make more money. Mm. So even streaming has affected how, how music is made. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, before we go, man, Tupac Walk. Yeah, bro. What's so, the Tupac In light of the Newcastle takeover, had me thinking a lot about people's um, reaction. So I took a quote from Hold Your Head in the Machiavelli album. And Tupac says, currency means nothing if you still ain't free. Money breeds jealousy. Take the game from me. Currency means nothing if we still ain't free. Money breeds jealousy. Take, Take the game from me. Money does breed jealousy. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of clubs jealous of Newcastle United right now. Arsenal beat man. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. But that first part is the one that always gets me. Currency means nothing if we still ain't free. 
You're right, I mean, man. It's interesting, but what does he mean by freedom? Bro, I'm bro, I'm trying to figure that out. Because in that respect, who is free? Yeah. I haven't even told you, but I don't even know whether I wanted to say it on the pod or not. But basically yesterday, I handed in my notice at my job, bro. Uh, yeah. I got, it's not like I got something else lined up. I just I just knew it was time. I just knew I had to like hand in that notice. What I'm doing next, I'm trusting God for, but, yo, uh, well, currency means nothing if we still ain't free. God damn, I didn't mean to trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make, I don't make any life decisions based on Tupac quotes, dog. Nah, 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 of course. Obviously, I made this decision before you told me the quote. Shit, can I reaffirm it then? <laughs> it's just, if you know what I'm saying, like, it's just... When you're when you've done when you're in that mind frame and you hear something like that, it kind of aligns, I guess, and it makes you it adds another layer to what you've been thinking already. So yeah, when you said that one, it just kind of you know aligned with where I'm at right now, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just I just I just knew it was time to go. Oh, yeah, I was grateful, man. They took it to Amsterdam, Paris, and you handed a notice on these motherfuckers. Well, yeah, we had more trips planned, so I was like, it's best I just. I go now rather than you know finish all the trips and then be like yeah, this is yeah. How does the wife feel? No wonder you're spending quality time. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she's a little scared at my decision making. Um, but I, uh, you know, sometimes I'm a big believer that sometimes when you've got a conviction, no one else is gonna understand. You just kind of have to make that decision for yourself, even if you are in a in a marriage where usually you you know you, you'd say you discuss things, talk things through. I did tell her beforehand that this is what I was going to do, so it wasn't a complete surprise. But you know, for me to make that decision, it was a very very strong conviction, and I still feel good about it. I still feel amazing about that decision. Well, here's to the future, baby. For real. Yeah. Man. And on that note, let's wrap up. So, guys, um, as you can see, if you're watching this on the video, I'm back in the stew. But I do put the video up for the Patreon, and then eventually I release it on YouTube afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I put it up on the Patreon first, and then you know, right now season one is available on my YouTube channel. Um, but why not? Bro, anyway, um, the social media handles hit us up. Um, so I hope I hope this this Zoom is a bit better. Actually, the audio hopefully should be a bit better because I'm I'm back with the equipment. Pardon? You sound amazing. Fantastic. That's dope, man. That's dope. Um, so yeah, guys, hit up Fumbi at Fumbi on Mateo on Instagram at Fumbi on Twitter, and for me, you know what it is, is at all of the comedian on a thing. I put that on neighborhood. All right, guys, stay blessed. Thank you, BQ Squad, for listening to the BQ Pod. All right, peace.